Let's do it. Right. Welcome to Practical Rambling Fathers. My name is Father Tate. Father Brian. And? We're still alive! We made it through. Holy Week First Time Pastors. Correct. Even in the midst of COVID. Mm-hmm. And then, what's beautiful as a pastor, uh, not only Holy Week, but also in the springtime, First Communion. Yeah. Back-to-back weeks of First Communions. First Reconciliation. Mm-hmm. As well as confirmation. Confirmation. We just got done with confirmation with the bishop the yeah. other weekend. <clears throat> so if you're wondering if we were still alive, we are. We finally have cleared away the busyness of our schedules and to give you a new series for our podcast. Boom. New series. What is it to live sanctity by looking at the lives of the saints? Perfect. And we'll go through, we'll go around a few different saints, talk about a few different saints, but we're going to do one at a time here and then actually asked some brother priest about who their favorite saints are too in our diocese so <laughs> you won't just hear from us during this series of every two weeks releasing a new saint to talk about correct and so one of the things that uh, we wanted to start with is these stories of younger saints and one of my favorite saints <clears throat> growing up is saint dominic savio he was a four he was um a 14-year-old kid that really was <clears throat> was on fire for the love of God. And even though he was one of those boys where he didn't have really good health, he didn't let that stop him from loving the Lord and following Him. So let's do a little, little background. So, Dominic Savio, St. Dominic Savio was born on April 2nd, 1842 in a village of Riva, <clears throat> in a small province of Piedmont, northern Italy. That's where he was born. He had a huge family, second of 11 children. His, his mom and dad were named Charles and, and, and Bridget Savio. They were poor people, uh, hardworking people, but they're very pious. His dad was a blacksmith, and uh, his mom stayed home to take care of the kids. But what really <clears throat> struck me about St. Dominic Savio was that his love for God. And so as Dominic was running around in the streets, he, he meets St. John Bosco, or St. Don Bosco. <clears throat> and St. John Bosco takes him under his care, and he says, hey, come with me, I'll take you to my oratory, where you will learn these skills and trades, but also how to grow in your faith, so that you can become a man of God. And his parents, uh, Dominic's parents, had already given him that foundation, because they will attend a church in the town of, of, uh, of Murialdo. <clears throat> and the priest there, Father John Luca, had known them pretty well, and he just was struck by how holy Dominic was. So when Dominic was seven, this is what always struck me, of how God can use all of us at any age if we open our hearts to God and follow his will. When he was seven years old, before making his first communion, we have records of him writing four promises that he made to God in his journal. Number one, I will go to confession and communion as often as my confessor will allow. Two, I will sanctify Sundays and holy days in a special way. Three, Jesus and Mary will be my friends. Four, let me die rather than make, committing a sin. This kid is seven. And he's already got, um, he's already got his priorities straight. I don't know about us. That makes I me, it. Yeah, that makes me want to think, like, Lord, if, I, if, only, if I only have a tenth of what these beautiful saints have, I'll be in a better spot. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my information that I'm giving you guys comes from the Salesian, uh, the, the religious orders. The, so we'll put this in our link to SalesianFamily.org. And there's just so many stories 
of Dominic Savio's faith. In fact, here's one of my favorite ones. One day, Dominic Savio was, <clears throat> the school that he was attending was three miles away from his home. So he was walking by himself, all alone. So he had to go twice a day <clears throat> to school and back to school. So one day, there was a very elderly man that was watching this boy. He was very kind. He never got into trouble and said, hey, do you want me to accompany you? And uh, Dominic says, no. And then the elder, elderly man asked Dominic, well, aren't you afraid because you're so young to walk alone on this country road by yourself? And Dominic, see, Dominic just replies, you know, very quietly and sweetly, I'm not alone. I have my guardian angel with me. But the elderly man kept pressing him, saying, but surely you find the journey long and tiresome this hot weather. And Dominic says, well, I work for a master who pays well. And the elderly man looked at him and asked him, and who is your master? And Dominic says, God is my master. <laughs> no. That is amazing. Bless soul. Amen. And that's the way Dominic was. He did every little thing he could out of love for God. In fact, if you watch some of the movies, the Italian movies of, of the life of St. John Bosco, you will see that he's pictured in there and how he... He's able to change a lot of these hardened boys that were living on the streets, that were part of gangs, that just lived a life of, of robbing people, of, of being thieves. And he changed a lot of their hearts because he was so pure, he was so innocent. And and he loved to be by the Eucharist. Whenever he could be, he would, he would be in church, he would be praying, um, you know, all the time. Um, <clears throat> and so, And so, unfortunately, because he was very sick, um, St. Dominic died of, of, of uh, you know, just poor health. No matter what, what, what they did for him, um, he, he couldn't be cured. And so as he was uh, dying on, on his sickbed, he still continued to encourage the boys of the oratory and saying, hey, be faithful to our Lord, be faithful to our mother. Um, and that's the way that St. That Dominic is. And what struck me is that we, we are in need of saints like St. Dominic who understands the love of God and the respect for the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. That blows my mind because for him, he loved God so much that he didn't want to offend God. He's like, if it's possible, then take me soon so I don't make a sin. And he died when he was 14. Mm -hmm. That's probably one of the, the, the younger saints that we've seen, anywhere from like 10 to like 14 years old. But what kept him going through the whole hardship was that his love for the Eucharist, for Jesus, Eucharist. And also, he had a huge devotion to our mother Mary too. He would often be praying the rosary. St. Don Bosco, you know, St. Don Bosco um, often, often asked him, uh, often would be praying the rosary and encourage him to do the same as well. So if you want to hear um, any more stories of St. Dominic Bosco, please go on to this particular website called SalesianFamily.org and you'll see much more, uh, much more beautiful stories. And so, and so uh, a cool thing that kind of wraps this whole life of St. Dominic is that on December 6, 1876, so that's 19 years after Dominic has died, he appears to his great mentor, Don Bosco. And so Dominic comes to encourage Don Bosco uh, about his future work for the boys. And in the vision, Don Bosco asks him, so what gave you the most comfort at the hour of your death? And what he said was, what comforted me at the most point of death was the assistance of the powerful and loving Mother of God. And so on March 5th, 1950, Pope Pius XII beatified Dominic Savio. It was also a coincidence because 
on that date that was the second Sunday of Lent. It was the second Sunday of Lent in 1855 uh, when St. John Bosco gave the boys at the oratory where Dominic Saibu was a pupil, uh, was a pupil the sermon how easy it was to become a saint. And on June 12, 1954, Pope Pius XII canonized Dominic Savio, this 14-year-old boy from his oratory. And so, and so he's been a huge inspiration for me in my own life, even in my own priesthood, to encourage you know, the youth of this time saying, just because you're young doesn't mean you can't make a difference. Here was Dominic after hearing that one sermon from from Saint John Bosco, Saint John and Don Bosco, makes us those four promises. I mean, he was seven, right? Mm-hmm. I want to become a saint. Jesus and Mary are my best friends. Allow me to receive confession and 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 the most holy Eucharist as often as I can, and give me death rather than allow me to commit sin. That's a lot of courage um, for a fourteen-year-old kid. Because let's be honest, right? At that age. We want to do all these different things. Life is ahead of us. And so I'm always stunned. That's why it's hard for me to talk about his life because you're like, he was 14. And the stuff that he says and the stories and the witnesses reveal he was much older than 14. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the great grace of saints is it's a particular grace that God gives them to live that way, to witness to us. And it's, it's humbling how, to see how God uses everyone and uses their stories to make us uh, yeah be able to live out their life and their particular graces but this is the beautiful part right of all of us being called the holiness is like how that's lived out through our own woundedness and our own yeah. life and our own history and our own mm-hmm. Gifts and talents, how that's lived out, makes us that much more unique and particular and called the love. Correct. In a small way. Yep, yep. And so, you know, and he's a good saint too in that, you know, first of all, like like you said, Father Brian, so beautifully that these graces aren't reserved just for saints. All of us are called to live holiness in our lives right now. If you are a husband, right, be the best husband you can be, the holiest husband you can be after the model of St. Joseph. If you're wife and mother, you're called to be the best mother you can be, following the example of Mother Mary, right? And for us priests, we have St. John Vianney, right? There are many numerous saints. And so we should never allow these excuses or even our shortcomings to, like, de- define us. Because as we can see from Dominic, um, life, everyone can say, well, how can you be a saint? You're so sickly, right? You you can't do these other things that these other boys are doing, but he didn't let them stop, you know, um, at, at all from doing the will, the will of the Father. Well, yeah, yeah, just focus on the, I have a good master. He pays well. Exactly, exactly. So I want to encourage you, if you're ever struggling in your own faith, how to pray, and if God is real, ask these saints, right? What is it that drew you to the faith, St. Dominic Savio? Why, why were you so in love with Jesus, the Most Holy Eucharist, help me to understand too as well. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Who is your master? God is my master, and He pays me well. Oof. Yeah, that's <laughs> super good. Yeah. All right. I think that's gonna wrap up this first saint, and then. Um, oh, before I forget, his feast day is May six. No. Oh, nice. so, 
So if you're listening to this podcast, remember, marking your calendar, Dominic Savio, May 6th. That was yesterday. That's a, yes. Nice. Well done. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> We're recording this on the 7th, but this won't be out until Monday. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever that is. We're a little rusty. Bear with us. But yeah, thank you so much <clears throat> for listening to our podcast. I hopefully the story of Saint Dominic Savio will inspire you to love Jesus more, especially through the most holy Eucharist, but also in your prayer too, as well to to really seek out that holiness. And then we get to talk about Saint Carlos, <coughs> blessed, blessed Carlos, a more contemporary one of Dominic Savio. Yeah, he died in two thousand. 16, or it's died 2006. It's actually pretty awesome. He has so. a sweet story, so stay tuned. Boom, we'll do that next time. All right, see ya. Bye. Stay holy, my friends.